Greetings to all my cool cats and cool kittens. They try to copy our style, but they stay frostbitten. You're now in tune to the sounds of MaximumFM.ca. And on your preferred podcast player choice, it is your man DM Cool. And this is Cool Radio. What we doing? You can catch me on your TV, even on the radio. Stopping us, ain't no topping us. They be watching us, we so prosperous. Ain't no stopping us, ain't no topping us. They be watching us, we so prosperous. Oh, you didn't know? Yo ass better call somebody. Indeed, indeed. Tell a friend, tell a friend that we're live on the air. And we got a great show lined up for you tonight, as we always do every Friday night. Um, first, I got... I got a few topics that we can revisit, but nonetheless, I got what Takashi Six Nine details to talk about as far as the updates are concerned. I think I do have Nicki Minaj in the news. I don't think I do, but I got to double check uh, what we got coming up so far because I wrote a bunch of things down. But it's definitely things that you're gonna want to tune into, so do not miss that. Also, I got my special guest Visions in studio. He is a brand designer. He retails in jewelry, in clothing, and all that good stuff. So we're going to talk to him about his multiple hustles. But before we get to that, I'm about to get on my soapbox, guys. You already know how I like to do at this uh, segment of the show, a.k.a. the beginning of the show. So with that said, I think it's time to let that ish breathe. Let this bitch breathe. Yeah. So couple things to mention a couple things to mention um the nba the nba season is upon us in fact i didn't even realize that today is media day so with that said i only have one question how much longer before i can stop gloating about the raptors winning the championship because we're going into a new season and i don't want to be that guy especially with you know the uh significant loss of Kawhi leonard and danny green um I'm going to just enjoy the moment for that much longer until the, the ball tips up, okay? So, whatever. Don't judge me. Anyways, that wasn't the main thing I wanted to talk about. No. Um, the NBA recently put out, or no, ESPN, I should say, put out their NBA rankings of the top 50 players in the NBA today. I think it was top 50 or top 100, or maybe that was Sports Illustrated. I, anyways, one of the big publications put it out today um, about who the top 50 players are. In the NBA or top 100, I can't remember which one. I'm not gonna go through the whole list because we'll be here all night. But the top three from three to one were, or should I reveal it one, two, three? Because there's more suspense there. You know what? Screw it. I'm gonna just go three, two, one. So at number three, LeBron James. We'll get to that in a second. Number two was Giannis Antetokounmpo, the reigning defending M- MVP of the regular season, and number one was Kawhi Leonard, the the current uh, MVP in the, of the finals, of the 2019 NBA Finals, but more and more, more so current NBA champion, two-time NBA champion, I should say. Um, now, a lot of people were debating about this, of course. ESPN got their people to debate about it on first take because, hey, that's what they do, and I have no problem with that. Um, here's the thing. A lot of people were split on this because of the fact that LeBron James has been widely regarded as the best player 
arguably for the last ten years, let's keep it let's keep it a buck. Um, people were arguing whether or not it was between him and Steph Curry during the mid portion of this decade when Steph was literally getting MVP after MVP awards. So that was a fair debate. Uh, but now that we see him decline, which is weird to say because he still looks like a monster athlete, but now that we're seeing him decline, especially within his health, is it right for us to give him that number one spot that he's basically had on lockdown for the last decade or so? I mean, I know we live in a what have you done for me lately type of culture and society, but I think I can't necessarily give the best player in the NBA title to anyone outside of LeBron until we see a second consecutive season where he's not successful, where someone else is dominating and taking over the league in, in their own way. Until I see that, I can't count out LeBron as not being the best player in the league, the number one best player in the league. That's why I wasn't really on the Steph Curry bandwagon when people were saying that he was the best because he had only beaten LeBron once. So we don't, we don't know if he can do it again. And then he, and then he lost to LeBron when he had the golden opportunity to do so, and then after that he had to get KD, so that kind of took him out of the equation at that point because he had to pull in another top three superstar. No disagree or anything, but I'm just saying like how strong of a grip LeBron has had on that one spot. I would say Curry came the closest to anyone though, but um, right now, uh, I'll say this like. Both players, both Giannis and both Kawhi, had better seasons than LeBron did. That's just honesty right there. No hate or anything like that. But to call them the best or the two best players in the league right now so soon, I just don't know. Or if they're saying, you know, the best players heading into this season, because that could be another category where, you know, the where, where the rankings are at, then I might be able to deliver that based on the fact that we saw LeBron take a, take a bit of a deep dive. At the end of the day, though, I again, I'm in that same spot where I just need one more year to see if LeBron kind of falls off his off his um, throne, so to speak, once again. And if he does, then I think it's a fair conversation to have as to who the best player in, in, in the NBA is. But I will say that Kawhi and Giannis are worthy candidates of that throne because we see Giannis as being the future of the league you know, for years to come, and then we see Kawhi in his dominant physical prime. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, I'm not necessarily mad that Kawhi got, you know, listed as number one, not only because of the fact that he won a championship, but because of the simple fact that he had undoubtedly the greatest comeback in NBA history. You went from only playing nine games the previous year, people scolding you because your stats dropped, and because of the fact that you didn't want to play to further injury because of the fact that a team lied to you about the status of your health. But the fact that you're able to come back on a new team in a new environment, hell, in a new country where you went on a much maligned and criticized, uh, how, she's, how should you say, uh, load management uh, plan, and then you went from doing that to kill you in the postseason, put up arguably the greatest shot in NBA history, or at least for the buzzer, beater, buzzer beaters are concerned, and then you end up and take down a dynasty. Not only did you take down a dynasty, but you 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 ran them out of their own arena, like literally, because the Warriors won't be playing in Oracle anymore. You took all their home games away from them anytime you met up with them. And that includes the regular season, and that includes games three and four in the playoffs where no team had ever gotten a 2-0 sweep, home-and-home -home sweep against the Warriors during this era. 
LeBron didn't even do that. Kawhi did that. And then won a championship on their floor as he raised the Finals MVP trophy and the big trophy, the Larry OB. So if anyone deserves to be listed as the number one player in the world going into this season, it is definitely Kawhi Leonard, if we're going to go with, 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 with that logic, because he had the greatest comeback in NBA history. I don't don't tell me Jordan when he when he went from four five to two three because we already we already knew he had the greatness in him. No no one questioned. This guy's coming back from an injury. Injury. He had much more steeper hills to fight. And three hundred sixty five days later, the man brought a championship to a country that had never seen gold before when it comes to basketball. And yes, that's a shot at the Olympic team for Canada as well. Get your shit together. Um, man, he definitely deserves this. He definitely if there's one player, it's gotta be him. But anyways, what do you guys think? Should LeBron not be considered the number one player in the world? Is it now Kawhi Leonard? Is Giannis the future of that equation? Either way, hit me up on social media at Cool Radio CC and share your thoughts. Coming up after break, I got my man Visions in studio. We're going to talk about his brand. We're going to talk about the progression of it and all that good stuff. Plus, we got our Trip Talk segments, which we have the juiciest um, topics that happen within pop culture. Beyonce is going to be a part of it as well, actually. Now, I just remembered. Um, and I got to look at my list because I have a few more as well. But nonetheless, we'll be right back after these messages. Uh, yeah. Uh, yes, yes, y'all. Welcome back to the show. Once again, it's your man, DM Cool. And this is Cool Radio. Now, as promised, I do have a guest coming in for tonight's festivities, man. This dude I've known a long time, actually. And for the entire time I've known him, he's always been ambitious and always has been a hustler and continues his uh, entrepreneurial ventures. He is the owner of the of the Visions brand line, which includes clothing, which includes jewelry, and a whole bunch of things that I can't even think of off the top of my head right now because it's so much. But nonetheless, we're here to talk to him about that. Also, his production skills within music as well. Clearly, this man is multifaceted and multi-talented. Uh, he goes by the name of Visions. Visions, welcome to the show, man. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely, man. How you feeling? How you feeling? I'm good. I'm good. You know, it's first time on the air, so let's get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. So we're going to talk. Man. We're going to talk because what I always notice about a lot of people in this city especially a lot of people are movers and shakers. A lot of people are hustling. A lot of people are trying to get their name off the ground with whatever product or service that they have. So I got to ask you, what made you start the Visions brand? So the Visions brand honestly started back in like 2010. Okay. Probably I'd say mm-hmm. really where like established as far as me being Visions. Mm-hmm. I was just like, didn't know where to put myself. Mm-hmm. I was doing visual visuals. I was doing beats. I was doing management. And mm-hmm. then. I just said, you know what, let me just stick to the visuals. And mm-hmm. Stuck to the visuals, did that for a little bit. And then my granny surprised me with uh, Crater Records mm-hmm. when I was 21. And then the sto- when she told me she had these records since like, since we were all born in that household, mm-hmm. I was like, we're in. And then I just stuck to the music and mm-hmm. been producing ever since. And just built a brand. Mm-hmm. All around, you know, Nike does it. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, they they just do it, right? <laughs> yeah, that's what's up, man. That's what's up, and I feel like it's always important to find like your creative niche, especially when you're young, because yeah. <clears throat> if you get to jump on it early, 
then like you'll know how to master it quicker you know as, as time goes by like by the time you're, you like you find yourself in your 20s or something like that for example you may already be a genius at it basically you know yeah but yeah that's that's the goal man so like as far as production style goes like what 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 sound um do you gravitate towards um my sound of course it's the vision sound <laughs> yeah <laughs> there you go it, you know i don't really put anything like uh mustard type beat or anything i just do me mm-hmm. and that's what got me into music i just wanted to like make my music mm-hmm. if you buy it you buy it if you don't i made it for myself regardless you know? right right so, mm-hmm. and what's one what's one struggle that you find for a producer these days if you could put yourself into that category um, finishing beats yeah <laughs> right because like i don't know me i get started on a beat and then it sounds good something's missing i don't know if it's, i'm like too perfectionate like i'm trying to get it too perfect mm-hmm. but that's for me finishing beats is one of the hardest like where i'm satisfied that this is completely done I'm right. never satisfied right 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 <laughs> and i often find that within hip hop i mean almost anything in general but hip hop especially mm-hmm. as far as production style goes there's always a sound that either goes away really fast or stays for a long time right, right. the one that i've noticed that stayed for a, that has stayed for a long time is without a doubt trap like that sound has mm-hmm. been around for almost two decades. Like, Trap really got known in, like, 2004, and it's been around since. Like, it's it was fighting and jostling for the top-sounding hip-hop, and it's basically become the top-sounding hip-hop. So why do you think it's had this long of a run, in your opinion? Uh, personally, it's just everyone wants to live that lifestyle, the trap lifestyle, you know? Right. Everyone wants to be cool back in the days, like... You didn't walk. You see a guy with a face tattoo. You're like, oh, this guy's crazy. Now you see everyone with a face yeah, tattoo. Yeah, it's normalized. Yeah, you know. So it's like, mm-hmm. I just feel like everyone wants to be in that scene, but don't actually know what it's like. Perfect example, Takashi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You're, like, you're not about that life. You got into the life, and now look, what's going on. So right. I feel like that's what's really going on. I personally stick to the boom bap. I collect records. Right, right, right. Um, yeah. For for me, it's like. I'm surprised it's lasted this long because, like, there are certain sounds in hip hop that, like, haven't really had that, 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 that brand recognition for for longer than five years, maybe. And even though the sound is still like alive, like you can right. still create that sound and hear that sound, it's almost kind of gone like to the wayside. Not necessarily underground per se, but just to the wayside. Like, mm-hmm. it's not something that you know mainstream radio would want to play or anything like that. Like. For the East Coast, it was like the scratchy hook sound, basically. Yeah, yeah. For the West Coast, and I'm just talking like early 90s, for example. For the West Coast, it was just like G-Funk, basically. And it became the main sound for about five years or so. Then late 90s, things, for the most part, turned into like the jiggy sound, basically. Yeah, right? Yeah, so like bling-bling yeah. bling era. Yeah, exactly. Bling-bling yeah, bling yeah. era exact, and all that good stuff. And then I would say maybe like up until like 2002, late 2002, Gangster rap started making a comeback between G Unit and Dipset and all that. Even Dipset sound sounded like early trap in yeah. my in my personal opinion. The content was definitely trap. Like I'm on the block selling crack, all that stuff. Um, yeah, it's just like hip hop has just gone through its phases. And then now, I mean, and then since 2004, I want to say trap had been the sound of 04, but it mm-hmm. it started in 04 basically. I think Crunk was probably the sound. Um, in 04, yeah. it was between that and like soul samples, like Kanye production. Uh, basically um but yeah it's just like now it's just like you know ever since trap took over i would say maybe like 12 years ago in in my opinion it's yeah when uh maybe like 10 years ago maybe like 10 because like 07 was more like 
ringtone shit. But anyways, <laughs> I remember that shit, man. Um, <laughs> it's just like I don't understand how it's lasted this long. Like you think somebody would come and think of another sound and then make it take over? Like maybe like the OVO sound is the closest thing I can think of. But even Drake raps over trap uh, production as well. So I don't know, man. It's just weird that this sound of all sounds is still relevant. Like, is it because of like the drug? Fr- uh, Frenzy or like the whole gangster mentality like you were mentioning before? Yeah, I feel like it's just all in the marketing also. It's the different times. Now we're abusing drugs, not selling them. Like yeah, back yeah. in the days rap was like right. selling to get out. Like you'd be abusing them as as a dealer, but now you're abusing them as a user. Like a user. Yeah. So it's like times have changed. The marketing's there. I guess it's easier, you know, because it's a vibe that people are chasing now, not consciousness, you know? Right, right. Not like, really trying to listen to you. just want to feel a vibe. Yeah. You know? That's yeah. How, that's how I look at trap now. <laughs> Survive. Right, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like, I'm very picky about trap, but like that, it, it is what it is. I'm not gonna be like, no, don't listen to trap ever. It's bad for you. Nah, nah. You know? I'm just like, I'm not that like heavy on it. But there are some trap records that I do like, not because of like the content on there, but just how like the artist is carrying that beat. Exactly. So I find like with trap music, it's so easy for artists to to, to form like uh, like uh, the most simple and basic you know jingle possible. But it is what it exactly. is. Man. That's what I'm saying. It's just easier personally. I feel like. Yeah, I don't know. You're just trapping. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So, if you had to collaborate with one producer of your choosing, could be mainstream, could be underground, could be whatever, could be current, could be old school. Who would you want to collaborate with, and why? Right now, off the top, I'd say, man, Ninth Wonder. Okay, that whole, that whole camp right there. Um, <laughs> Just because, I don't know, they brought a different game, especially with NPCs. Like, yeah. I'm an NPC user, so the drum machine, like that's how I create beats. Like, right. So I'm not using the actual drums. To, yeah. Like, I wish I could, but the right. drum machine is just the same. You know, I'm not using FL. Yeah, yeah. No, exactly. Like so, yeah, Ninth Wonder, Just Blaze. Mm-hmm. Um, Switch Beats would be sick, you know, mm-hmm. kill the NPC. Yeah. There's another guy on the low, Stro Elliott, amazing producer. Okay. Guy. Just drum patterns, the drum machine, that's it. Right, it's right. Crazy. So mostly for the drums. Yeah, just the, I don't know, just the drums. Right. All day. <laughs> definitely, definitely. I feel you on that. All right, man. We're going to get back to all that good stuff when it comes to the music. But before that, we got a couple games that we'd like to play around here at Cool Radio. You're, you're already uh, familiar with that concept, so you already know what it is. But in case for the people who are at home listening right now who don't know what it is, I'm about to let to know you all what it is is so with that said it is time to play another round of cool but uncool mm-hmm. yeah so in this game right here you are going to let me know whether the following scenarios that i have handpicked and selected are cool or uncool and if you view them as uncool well either way cool or uncool Whatever way you view them, I would like to know why you view them that way, because I'm curious to know these things. So, with that said, let's get it popping. So, first on the list, 90s production over 2000s production. Cool or uncool? You say cool? over 2000 all day. All day? All day. Okay. Met more. Met more to you? Met way more. Right, right. It was a message, everything Right. So, how about music streaming? Cool or uncool? Say cool. Okay. It's easier to get your numbers up. Right. I guess. Right, right. And how about for the user, like the the, or the consumer rather? Like, do you think it's cool for them as well? 
it's cool as far as um, you can listen to music every time, especially with your phone on the go, and you're not having that much of a so playing a CD or right. right. you know, <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. To get the numbers up is right, word. All right, uh, let's see here. Music videos, cool or uncool? Cool. Okay, that's the the way to get the fans to come see what you're really about. You know, to portray properly. Right, right, right. I would say for me, it's like it's been a while. Mind you, last year was an exception, but it's been a while since I've seen a collection of music videos that actually have that replay value. I feel like a lot of them don't anymore, so I feel a little uneasy about the idea of music videos. But last year. I saw a resurgence of music videos, which I was very shocked by. This year, haven't really been looking out for much. Yeah. But anyways. It depends where you, who you're listening to. That's true. You know? yeah. Right, right. Um, let's see here. Disney movie remakes. Cool or uncool? Uh, uncool. Uncool, why? Like you're changing the message from what they had before. Right. You know, Disney had a program like how they were uh, breaking down the movies. Yeah. When I watch Aladdin now, and Aladdin like 20 years ago, it's yeah. definitely not the same message. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, it, yeah. I haven't really seen the new one. I saw the uh, the Lion King remake. Visually, it looks fantastic. I'm not even going to say anything negative about that. Like they put in some work. But as a movie, I was not impressed, man. I was not impressed, mainly because of the fact that they did a shot-for-shot shot remake of the 94 movie. Like it was almost like a copy, like a carbon copy and paste. I was like, why did I pay money for this? I could have just seen the original. Yeah, and the original, because it was a cartoon, it felt real. I don't know. It didn't, it felt. Like you felt the emotion. Like the mo- because know? they're animated, so like the animated facial expressions. Yeah. Whereas these guys, it's like I'm watching National Geographic. Like, yeah, I'm not going to go outside and see this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So weird. Uh, let's see here. Netflix, cool or uncool? Um, cool. Just make some longer. Series, bro. Series? <laughs> All right, fair enough. Um, the Raptors winning the NBA championship, cool or uncool? Definitely, hella cool. Absolutely, oh, right Ooh. answer. Oh man, um, how do you feel about Leonard not being on the team? I know, like, it, it's already happened. He's already um, made his mind. But like, how do you feel knowing that we were the champions, but he still decided to leave? He wasn't here for like he's here to play ball. Yeah, he got us the championship. That's yeah. just telling you his hard skill level is, but you always want to go home and not just facts. Right. You know? Like, I know that feeling. <laughs> right. You know, I, I can't even hit on the man. You know what I mean? Like, he, he was here for a year. He wasn't, he was contractually obligated to be here for that year. And then when he fulfilled his duties, he became a free agent, right? And it could have been worse. He could have, we, we could have not won the championship and he still would have left. You know what I mean? Exactly. So if he won the championship and still leaves, it shows you that he really wanted to go home all along. Otherwise, what player have we known throughout NBA history that has won a championship in June and then left the following July? Yeah, it doesn't happen. Kids. It's about all the kids. It's, it's all what it's about. Now, let's play the second game. Speaking of kids, oh, wow, good segue. Speaking <laughs> of kids, man, we're t- it's time to play the second game. This one's called I'd Quit the Game. Every second, every minute, man, I swear that she can get it. Now, in this alternate universe, keyword alternate, you are the eligible bachelor. So you are wheeling, dealing, kiss, stealing, jet flying, limousine riding, all that good stuff. But there comes a point in everyone's life where they got to quit the game. So they got to settle down, have, have a wife, and move into the white home with the white picket fence, with the apple pie cooling on the windowsill, yeah, yeah. the tire yeah. swing. Spud McKenzie looking dog, all that good stuff. 
So if you had to quit the game for one of these two ladies I have handpicked in this alternate universe, keyword alternate, okay. who would you quit the game for? Would you quit the game for Eva Mendez or would you quit the game for Zendaya? Eva Mendez or Zendaya? Shit, I don't even know. Goddamn, yo. I'm not even going to frown. I don't even know what. Somebody you don't even know who to choose? <laughs> All you got to choose is one. You'll lose by cho- by not choosing. <laughs> what is it? I guess Ava Mendes. I don't know. All right, then. Shit. There ain't no wrong answer to this game. Damn. <laughs> but anyways, nonetheless, people, I still got my man Vicious in the studio. And when we get back, we are going to talk about the following. Takashi 69 Oh, Lord. Beyonce. Mm-hmm. A Kanye West. Keep it locked. This is Cool Radio. We'll be right back after these messages. Yeah. Uh, yes, yes, y'all. Welcome back to the show. Once again, it's man GM Cool. And this is Cool Radio. Um, as always, so uh, I got my man Vicious in studio. Say what's up to the people. What up, what up, what up? Yes, sir. And we're about to get into Trip Talk. All right, so Trip Talk, you already know what it is. Three of the hottest <laughs> topics that took place within hip-hop and pop culture. And first one comes courtesy of the Daily Mail that wrote an article involving the Queen Bee herself, mm-hmm. Beyonce. Uh, shouts to all the Beehive fans, I think. Don't kill me. Okay. <laughs> now, the headline states that Beyonce declares Blue Ivy Carter a cultural icon amid legal battle to trademark her daughter's name. Wow. I'm still hung up on the cultural icon part. Like, Beyonce... Definitely a cultural icon. Blue Ivy Carter, all she did was be born into the lap of Jay-Z and Beyonce. How does that make her a cultural icon? I digress. So, according to the article, this is what it states, and I quote, Beyonce has been long considered a cultural icon, earning the appropriate nickname Queen Bee. Agreed. And according to the Lemonade Artist, that title also applies to her daughter, Blue Ivy Carter. Don't really agree. She declared... Blue Ivy, a cultural icon in a trademark dispute for the seven-year-old's name, which has been waging for years. Beyonce made her case in recently filed court documents obtained by The Blast as she prepares to go to trial. The 38-year-old is up against Wendy Morales, who claims she's already been using Blue Ivy as the name of her wedding plan business. Ooh. So, anyways, oh, and there's more to this article, actually. (laughs) Bay also threw some not-so-subtle shade at Morales in the court documents, which notes that she's trying to trademark Blue Ivy Carter and not Blue Ivy. Yeah, I'll get that. That's fine. I like that. (laughs) That's kind of cheeky. I like that. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, technically, that would be a loophole. Blue Ivy, Blue Ivy Carter. It's clearly different. Two more syllables. But nonetheless, (laughs) this is what's happening right now. Um, So... I don't mind the fact that she's fighting for her daughter to have the name trademarked. I don't know why she wants the name trademarked. And then the whole cultural icon thing, I mean, I'm sorry, but talent is not transmitted by DNA. Not all the time, at least. Not all the time. But nonetheless, actually, I shouldn't say talent. I should say um, prestige. There you go. Prestige is not transmitted through DNA. Some people may beg to differ, but nonetheless, uh, visions. What's your take on this? Uh, that's kind of crazy, personally. Like um, trademarking, trademarking a name, your daughter's name, because 
it's a cultural <laughs> what did you say a cultural oh cultural icon icon no you're only five or seven yeah exactly so unless you're like you have your own clothing line then you're reaching for that mm-hmm. you know, personally <laughs> yeah so yeah i'm not yeah i'm not so keen on that like i'm not gonna like I'm sure they're going to be the irrational portion of the B- or the Bay Hive. See, they might even get mad at me for saying Beehive. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Bay, Bay Hive. Bay Hive. Yeah. Um, yeah, there are going to be some members of the Bay Hive who won't see anything wrong with um, the, uh, the whole cultural icon thing. I mean, she's a young girl. She's not a celebrity. Well, she is by accident, basically, because of who her parents are. <sighs> Unless she, yeah, unless she's like doing her own clothing line, blue ivy. Carpet, yeah, like line. I, like she's not really doing anything. right. Like I know, I think they, I think both Jay Z and Beyonce have certain things named after her. Right. For example, like I know Jay Z has songs named after her and like songs about her. That's one thing, but like I think they might have actually have things named put like put in her name. And for the future, mind you, they'll be yeah. sending her for the future, which I totally dig. But to have a trademark, like, why do you want a trademark so bad? I think that's where I'm stuck at. Like, yeah. why do you want the name trademark? Like, if it's trademark for business purposes because of whatever you may have in her name, yeah, I get it from that standpoint. If it's from a business thing. But if you just don't want females naming their daughters Blue Ivy, then so. <laughs> but, like, how, though? Like, <laughs> like, I'm sorry, but, like, I'm sure... Mercedes has tried to prevent people from naming <laughs> from from people naming their kids after their brand, but we have hoods that have dozens of women named Mercedes, so they kind of fail at that part. You know, like, it's over. They don't even own the name Mercedes; like it's it belongs to Greek mythology. So <laughs> there you go. Um, Leasing it. I shoot. I wonder if I, what, what I would say if I met a girl named Mercedes. Her name's Mercedes. Like I don't know. I've never met a Mercedes before. I met one. One on a block. She always had a pair of J's. <laughs> oh, boy. Just Mercedes with the J's. Um, <laughs> but nonetheless, I don't know, man. I think this is one of those things where Beyonce's ego is showing just a little too much. But, again, I would like to know more details if it's for business purposes. If you do, in fact, have certain things that are under her name that could be beneficial in the future. So if that's the case, I will eat my humble pie. But if not, then I need to know the context behind it. Either way, what do you guys think? Hit me up on social media at Cool Radio CC to share your thoughts. Now let's get into Takashi Six Nine, the latest update in the whole uh, Takashi Snitch Nine uh, trial case. Did it? Did it? Did it? All right. So according to an article written by Hip Hop DX, it states the following, and I quote. Despite being the government's star witness in last week's trial against Anthony Harv Ellison and Al Jeremiah Nuke Mac, Takashi 69 will reportedly reject the witness protection program. According to TMZ, sources close to him, battle rapper, say he wants to simply pick up where he's left off and continue with his once flourishing rap career. Several comments on his last Instagram post point to what awaits him on the outside. The video clip posted on November 18th, 2018 is littered with rat emojis and the word snitch, a clear indication of a soiled reputation in the rap world. As part of his testimony, the Brooklyn native identified Jim Jones and Cardi B as bloods while they are, while detailing their inner workings of Nine Trey. Due to his cooperation, it's possible the 23-year-old will be released from prison as early as the top of next year. This is interesting. 
It is interesting because there are apparently more details that I'm just now discovering right now <laughs> on the air, in the air. And I'm going to reveal those details just like this. Right now, so. His safety plan is reportedly to have 24-7 security, although it's going to be expensive. He will likely have to get protection for his family as well. Ellison and Max Trial is expected to wrap up <laughs> on Thursday, September 26th, which was yesterday, of course. And then prior to the 2018 arrest, the Gumbo breakout star was racking up the career milestones. His debut date is 69, which was certified gold by the RIAA in May. Okay, so those are the main details right there. So he is planning to get his own security rather than go through witness protection. Marketing. I don't know how safe this is, but what is your take on this? He just doesn't want to lose his name and his height. You go into witness protection, you got to disappear. That's bro, that's all I see it, right? Right. Like, there's fans that people, there's people that are still going to listen to him. Personally, I never listened to him, never liked him from when he came right. in the game. But it's all marketing. It's all, it's a program, personally. It's a system. They, they're telling you right now, like, yo, go snitch. You'll be fine. I got your back. <laughs> That's what they're trying to tell. It's like, yo, go do all that gang shit, whatever. Right. Snitch, and we got you. <laughs> Here, here's my thing. Um, once I'm working out for like half the cast of Power right now, that sure ain't working for them. Um, <laughs> um, no spoilers, guys. No spoilers. Um, <clears throat> now, um, my thing is this: How does a man who has a big ass tattoo of a 69 on his head go into witness protection? You'll see him coming from a mile away. That's one thing. Another thing is this. 24-7 security. I mean, I don't know how much money he has in the bank right now. I know he's had to use his $1.8 million. Uh, not all of it, but he's had to dip into those funds for the lawyer fees for the for the, for the court proceedings. So I don't know how much more money he's going to have left over before things start to populate for him again. Um, and another thing is this. And I'll, I'm going to say this. People are going to think that he's done after this, you know, after this whole ordeal. He won't be. He's not. He done. definitely won't be. We live in a what have you done for lately, lately society. If you come out with a hit song, a hit record of any kind, you will be adored once again. Unless if, if you did some crazy sex sexual assault things, then I don't know. But then again, before he died, Triple X Tentacion was getting away with, with that shit too. So you never know. Um, but yeah, I would say this. I think he's still going to be relevant. All he has to do is make out, make a hit, and he'll be fine. Like Rick Ross once said, "Put a Molly in a drink, she ain't even know it," implying date rape. He got dropped from Reebok. People are are canceling him before cancel culture became a thing. But then the the man put out another album, like a, well, a couple years after that, it did well. He put out another album recently, it did well. And it's just like the only reason why he may have fallen off is it's because his life was literally on the line. The man had two seizures, <laughs> so like it, like it almost took death for him to get knocked off his horse. But again, if you put out a hit record, people will forget. I mean, how many times have we accused R. Kelly of like dealing with little kids, well, and then it's only that. now where he's starting to feel the heat? Why is he starting to feel the heat? Because he hasn't given us another hit record. <laughs> once he gives us another hit record, it will blow over for him once again. Like look at look at what happened in two thousand and two when the sex tape came out. 
The man came out with the Ignition remix, which is arguably one of his top five records of all time. It is a pop culture classic. The only other record that people in the mainstream know outside of that is I Believe I Can Fly. Ignition is the second biggest record of his career, in my personal opinion. And he came, (laughs) yes, and he came out with that during the trial, and it made people forget about it. And this is before the social media era. If you come out with a hit record, Little Wayne in 2007 had a picture of himself kissing Birdman on the lips. A year after that, the man put out the biggest album of his career with the Carter Three. Hits all for days. He won Grammys off of that shit. And everyone's like, kissing who? <laughs> kissing Laura London? Yeah, we know about that. All you have to do is make a freaking hit and they will be on your side. Listen, Drake got criticized for being, uh, for having a ghostwriter by Meek Mill. Two days later, maybe four days later, the man came out with two disc records, including Back to Back. And he basically made Meek Mill look like a doofus. If you put out it, that record was nominated for a Grammy. That's wild. A diss record was nominated for a, a Grammy. Lot. You know how disrespectful it is? You know how <laughs> disrespectful you got to feel knowing that not only did you get dissed by someone that you should be superior to in the eyes of many, but you, but it also got nominated for a Grammy. If that won a, that if he won a Grammy for that, oh that would have ended his career. No man in history could ever say <laughs> that they had a, a diss track released to them, yeah. uh, to, towards them, uh, in favor against them, and then had that same Grammy or had that same record win a Grammy. Yeah, Not only right. does hip hop recognize that you lost a battle, but all <laughs> of music, the whole music acknowledges music. that you lost a battle like no you have to retire right there and then that's disrespect of the highest order what but nonetheless i digress all i'm saying is this all takashi has to do is put out a hit record like i would like him to take a year off to just like collect his shit (laughs) and then put out a hit record and people will forget all about it like, you'll, you'll still have a segment of fans that are going to listen to him and buy his shit. Yeah. There's people that are out there right now just following him just to see what happens. Exactly. Just to see what his outcome, what's going to happen if he's actually... Exactly. It is what it is. I don't... Like, that's society right now. Yeah. Like social media all day. It is what it is. So, yeah, I think he'll be fine. I think he'll be fine. That's yeah, sad, but... Ah, he'll be fine. <laughs> I'm not worried about him. What, do you, what about you guys listening at home? Are you guys worried about him? Will he be fine? Either way, let me know on social media at Cool Radio CC. And then the final topic of Trip Talk is Kanye West. Now, it was rumored and almost expected that he would win, or sorry, not win, but he would release his new album, uh, tentatively titled "Jesus Is King," amidst all the, uh, amidst all the uh, what you may call it. Uh, the Sunday services that he's been doing and what have you. But it was announced earlier today that he would not be releasing uh, the uh, Jesus is King album. However, breaking news, as of, oh, oh, hold on. Never mind, the link is broken. But I did have a link available earlier that was stating that, um, Management members, members of his, I think reps of his, or something to that extent. Um, oh, his publicist. There we go. His publicist stated that the Jesus is King album 
we'll be dropping tonight. What? So we don't know what tonight is. That could be that could be right now for all we know. Yeah. Uh, that could be midnight. Actually, no. While I'm on my phone, since this is live right now, um, let me go on my Apple Music account and see if it's actually there. And follow visions. <laughs> I, I know. Yeah. Follow visions. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. Like, first of all, let's talk about the the the, the first thing uh, on deck. What do you think, or why do you think? That the album didn't come out as scheduledly planned. Oh, it's a tough one. It's Kanye. You can do whatever you want. I don't know. I don't even think there was a a real album behind it. Maybe right. Um, you know, it was just based off what they already had recorded or what they've been doing on. Like some people are working on albums for like two, three years. Right. So this one, I think, is just let's just put something out. Right. You know, just like what he did with what his last project. Oh, scoop to do. Yeah, he put it out, and there was like five, three tracks to it. I was like, okay. Yeah, nah, he's he was an idiot for that one. I'm sorry. (laughs) You made bare money. Yeah, Yeah, that's crazy. But I think that was a song that Drake and him were supposed to do, or something like that. And then Drake turned it into. I think Kanye turned it into that, and Drake was just like, you know what, you can have that record. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah, nah, he's a damn fool right now. But yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, I'm not waiting on it. I don't really care for it to be honest. If it comes out, great. If it doesn't, great. I don't care. Yeah. I'll have people review the album for me, let them know what they think about it. Um, but yeah, I'm not. I'm not losing sleep over it. If it doesn't come out with it, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good in that department. I really am. Just it's not gonna be like any Kanye West project I grew up on. Nah, man. Like, I'm. I'm back o- to back. I'm over Kanye at this point, yeah. man. So like, I don't really care for I what he does. Him. I really did. I did as well, man. All that, you know, slavery was a choice thing and and your music not even being that good anymore. I mean, you'll have your moments, but like for the most part, it's not my not my cup of tea. Yeah, you know, it's cool. Right. I'll I'll listen to what people have to say about you real quick. Yeah. I'm going to go out my way to go download your music unless I really want to. Exactly. Not there. Yeah, it is what it is, though, man. But either way, what do you guys think? Is he going to come out with the Jesus is King album anytime soon? Either way, let me know. Hit me up on social media at CoolRitoCC to share your thoughts. And now it's time to conclude the show with a segment that you all knew and loved so well. So with that said, <clears throat> who has entered the shallow walls of the Hall of Shame tonight? Who has been crowned the captain of Cootery tonight? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for Wankster. Of the week. This week's Wankster of the Week goes to a rapper by the name of Queen Key. Now, this woman is going on the, uh, of the, uh, she's going to the Wankster of the Week because of the fact that she went to Twitter, to social media, to expose a rapper by the name of 600 Breezy. Oh, I heard now, that. this guy right here apparently used to date or used to have sexual rendezvous with uh, Queen Key. And Queen Key basically went on social media and criticized his quote-unquote kitty-eating skills or lack thereof following their breakup. Now, in an article... This is what she stated. This is what's been stated uh, via hiphopdx.com, and I quote: "She's also getting ready to release a single, 
entitled Make Me Come. And this is what she states on social media. And I quote, I don't date. I get eight. <laughs> this is the first line in the song. <laughs> I it's it's a it's a post. Oh man. And there's another post where she puts and she says the following Make me come, you little dumb. Yeah. <laughs> and then this is what she sta- stated about her boyfriend or ex-boyfriend, I should say, 600 Breezy, about his lack thereof oral skills. And I quote, Bitch must have thought he was still in jail sucking a dick. <laughs> Damn. Oh, boy. Yeah. yeah. And apparently, the video has been seen, and it's a video, Instagram video that she said this shit in, but apparently the video has been seen over 2 million Twitter users so far. Seen by over 2 million Twitter users. Um, yeah. So, this is crazy. Um, there's no need to air out your grievances with a former loved one or a former flame over social media or any public forum. So... I don't know. For me, for anyone to criticize their ex-partner's oral skills on a public platform like that, that's just low-hanging fruit right there. Like, you didn't have to say all that. I can understand if you're retaliating because you just said that was just as foul or more foul. I would get that. But where is this coming from? Like, I haven't heard any news about this guy spreading her name before this happened. So, I don't know. Unless if you slept with your best friend or your sister or something like that, there is no reason to be criticizing this man's... Lack of oral skills, basically. So, I'm sorry, but that's some hood shit right there. And I should be surprised coming from a girl whose single is called Make Me Come, and her first two albums were called Eat My Pussy and Eat My Pussy 2. Yeah, this has to be a marketing scheme. Because, <laughs> like, this guy's getting a check for this. Thing, man. Like, this is too wild. Listen, either way, she's getting the wanks of the week, man. This is the most that's ratchet wild. shit I've read in my life, man. That's can't wild. believe I even said that shit on the air. <laughs> Anyways, I'll give her the wanks just for me making me read this shit just like this. It's like a broke Megan the Stallion. It's like a Megan the Donkey. <laughs> <laughs> Megan the Donkey. Why does she have two projects called Eat My Pussy? <laughs> I don't know, like, man. Like, I don't know. I feel like she's going to be like the female. To, actually, no. She won't be the female to Takashi Six Nine because we already have one. and it's, Her name is Zelia Banks. Oh, but anyways. Man. Oh, man. That's the next topic. That's the next one for another day. <laughs> we don't have enough, enough time. And speaking that's of time, really we got to cut, cut the time right now. Yes, so with yes. that said, uh, Visions, man, uh, where can the people reach you on social media? Um, You can follow me at visions underscore ftb that's v-i-z-h-e-n-z uh-huh. underscore ftb um just search that you know no one's gonna have that name it's visions right <laughs> v-i-z all right that's what's up man that's what's up uh, i want to thank you for coming through um you're more than welcome to come through anytime you already know what it is and as for you guys listening next week we may or may not have a broadcast uh set for next week but i will keep you updated as the week progresses but nonetheless, uh, in the meantime, you can follow me on all social media platforms at Cool Radio CC. Uh, listen to the show on SoundCloud if you missed an episode. Uh, like the fan page on Facebook. Uh, hop on YouTube and watch the videos and subscribe if you are a YouTube user. Uh, Twitter, follow us, tweet us, tweet at us, whatever you want to do. 
And I think that's the only other. Oh, yeah, and then we're on IG as well. So yeah. like us on IG as well. But nonetheless, we got to go. So I want to thank you guys for tuning in. And as you already know, Cool Radio is a division of Cool Click Media and Entertainment. Reminding you that we are creating our own legacies. Keep it gravy and wavy. We are out of here. Peace. Peace. Cool.